It's Rock Intro. Yeah, Rock Intro's back, y'all. We're Come on. back. You know, I'm tired of Rock Intro. I'm going to stop <laughs> it right now. Uh, there we go. There we go. Hey, how do you like my ghost friends? It's nice. I mean, it is, it is, fall is here. Fall is here and it's almost spooky season. Yes. I mean, it's fall almost- is here in Dallas means it's, it's 91 mm-hmm. instead of so nice. 98. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've decided that this Halloween is going to be all about ghosts. Excellent. Uh, so I have some spooky ghosts. Yeah, they I'll, look awesome. I'll post a picture of them um, on the Terran Tacos table. Oh, here I go. Oh, yeah, that's just so fizzy. It's so fizzy. That's for Cindy Ernst right there. Um, hey, I'm Christy. I'm Michael. And we're Terror and Tacos. Yay! And we eat tacos, which we did. Oh my God. We just, look, th- what did you just say? It's, it's, they never fail. They never fail. They're so consistent and they're so delicious. And we keep going back to Tacos y Mas because yeah. you, you can't get any better. No, it just, it's, it's, it never goes wrong. It's so good. And tacos quick, y Mas. They deliver. Yeah, they deliver. Um, I mean, it's just, there's nothing else you can say. It's perfect. Go. Go mm-hmm. to Tacos y Mas. There's, there are a few locations, right? Yeah, Throughout go to town. Tacos y Mas. Uh, you know what we should do? And I mentioned it to you and Parker, Parker Gray, Darker Gray. Um, we're, when we have more time, um, we need to go to that new place that's across the street from Tacos y Mas um, on Ross. It's called El Taquero. Ooh, all right. And, but it looks like a bougie Bougie yeah, tacos. That's such an odd part of town. It's so weird because it's like a mishmash of yes. all kinds of things. You've got Fiesta, uh-huh. the Fiesta like uh, shopping center on one side, which yeah. is full of kind of like little mom and pop Mexican, Asian, weird little markets, you know? Yeah. And then right behind the Fiesta, you have like Bougie Town yeah. with like milk and yeah. taquero yeah greenville so it's, it's such so, a weird it's spot. so strange now i remember when it was a little bit dangerous hell yeah uh, that, my brother's band back in the time in the 90s used to come and play at a bar on lower greenville called the royal rack oh yeah Do you remember the-, the royal rack on lower greenville yes it was, it was kind of dangerous yeah oh yeah i mean like <laughs> It was, I mean, also, I mean, and I know Deep Ellum goes through phases. It's like, Deep Ellum was also kind of dangerous. Yeah. Maybe it still is or is again. I don't know. But it is weird to see both, to me, both those Lower Greenville and Deep Ellum in Dallas. It's like such a bizarre. It's so weird. Can't figure out what it is. Yeah, back in the time when my brother-in-law lived in Deep Ellum and we used to go down there, um, it was like alternative punk rock folks and cholos. Yeah, man. And then now it's like condos, but also you might get shot. Who the fuck knows? It's so weird. Yeah. Uh, you know what is also weird? What is weird? Men. Men. Yeah. I had, this was so, hey, so last week. come here. These puppies are fired up. Um, last week you texted me. We talked about this on the last episode. Uh, we had a bit of delay. This was, this was on me. Stupid work. Work. Um, but you texted me, you, Mike Federico, will either love or hate this movie. So I watched it. Aspen and I watched it sun, uh, Saturday night. It is so bizarre because I loved the first half of this movie and hated the second half of this movie. <laughs> so I both loved and hated it. <laughs> I am. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, I, and I kind of suspected that that's how it would go. Yeah. Because it starts out strong. And I mean, listen, I am still thinking about it 
two weeks later. The the first half of this movie, I have not seen. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, our dog! My dogs are going crazy. I'm so sorry, y'all. Uh, I have not seen Aspen that terrified by a movie in a really long time. Mm-hmm. The first half of this film. Um, but even she hated the second half. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, that's not to say that the second half isn't visually stunning. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, this is, it's men, it's 2022, it's directed by Alex Garland, who. Did Annihilation. And Ex Machina. Ex Machina. And co-created the show Devs. I mean, he's he's working on some yeah, shit. Yeah, and um, I mean, his stuff is always visually stunning. Yeah, and I love. I mean, I loved Ex Machina. Um, yeah. He's, he's working on ideas. He, I think he fancies himself sort of somewhat of a philosopher type. I guess he's trying. I mean, he's trying to do a thing. Yeah. I just don't know what that thing is. You know, when we were texting a little bit and you said, this is what I think it was. And I was yeah. like, really? Because I was mostly confused. But I went back and thought about it and just kind of like, you know, fast forwarded through the movie and... Uh, I mean, I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. Okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know how to ask the question. It seems to me, it seems to me like what Alex Garland is saying, because that was my problem is like, what is he saying? Sure. Like you get to, I thought, okay, let me rewind. Think first, Christy, and then speak <laughs> because I was confused at first before I watched the movie, uh-huh. I thought it was going to be a straight forward treatise on what women endure in the world yeah and the patriarchy sure right yeah and there's part of that there yeah definitely but then it kind of goes in another direction Uh uh-huh and i thought is he trying to say that women are responsible for sin uh i mean like and maybe I'm completely with all off. that. I mean, there's all the Eve. There's all the Eve stuff, and, and yeah. there's the priest that is like, "Well, it's your fault." Yeah. See, I this is my. I mean, I guess we're gonna have to help. This is my problem with the movie. Ultimately, is that nobody is real, and I didn't think anyone was a real threat at all ever after the first half. Right. I thought the first half. So what happens is, um, this uh, what is her name? Harper. Oh, Harper. Harper Marlowe, of course. Uh huh. She's going to make a deal with the devil. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I hadn't even yeah, thought of that. This, this is why, this is why I hated about this movie. Um, I thought, and look, I'm not trying to be like, I'm smart. I teach, I was an English professor. Uh, but you are smart. I was an English professor. His literary references are for someone who has read the things he's mm-hmm. referencing, give everything in this movie away. Mm-hmm. And that made me, Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And to me, that speaks to a guy who thinks he's very much smarter than than everyone. Mm-hmm. They'll never know about Agamemnon. <laughs> um, they don't know what the green man is. Right. And so I thought he overplayed his hand throughout right. this film. And so mm-hmm. I was, after a certain point, never frightened again. Because I right. was like, there's no real threat. None of these people are real. And you know, like the last thing that I was genuinely frightened of happens early on in the movie. Yes. Uh, well, I'm sure what? I feel like I know what you're going to say. I, I mean, Which, I, I guess uh, I guess there's some frightening things afterwards, but like genuinely frightening thing was when she's at the cave. The 
terrifying. Yeah, and she at the, the tunnel, not the yes. cave. And she's basically calling the green man. Yes. But she doesn't know she is. And then this shadow appears. I mean, that- starts running towards her. Part was fucking terrifying. Yeah. And I also thought the scene not long after that, mm-hmm. when she's on the phone- Oh, shit. And he, the naked man, mm-hmm. who, you know, is outside, was terrifying. Yeah. Uh, Aspen was freaking out. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we should say, okay, yeah, so yeah. it starts with, with Harper Marlowe. Her <laughs> husband has killed himself. Killed himself? I mean, yeah. I mean, we witness yeah. a, 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 thi- a horrible thing that happens and she witnesses it happen happening <clears throat> as it's happening which yeah. is horrifying any any he, he sort of we learn you know that he killed himself as she wants spite. to get divorced and so he kills himself out of spite i will say this too in to this film's credit and definitely to the credit of what is it jesse uh, what's her name jesse something buckley or something yeah i can't have my glasses on the two of them um the the husband and wife flashback fight mm-hmm. is some of the best acting in a husband and wife. It's really great fight I've ever seen. Yeah, like those two are. Everybody in this movie is fantastic. It's Rory Calhoun. He's good lord. Player, not Calhoun. Playing forty seven roles. Yeah. Um, He's one of my favorite actors. He is a genius. Yeah, and so like there again. I mean, I I don't want to track. Like there are things about this movie that are breathtaking, and I thought the three main actors. I was going to say, because he plays so many roles. Uh Um, I thought they were all wonderful. Yeah. But we see this fight and like, dude, they should be divorced. This guy sucks. Yeah, (laughs) he really does. And she's, you know, we, we, we continue to flashback throughout the movie. Uh You know, she continues to like remember how it went down. But at the beginning of the the movie, the, the, the first thing we see is that she is standing in their kitchen or whatever. And she sees his body. Yeah, I mean, like, an incredible shot. Fall yeah, past the fall, window. Fall past the window from like an upstairs room or something like that. And, and it's beautiful and it's like sunsetty and orange yeah. and, and and warm. I mean, like really warm, hot. And he's you know? framed perfectly. He's framed perfectly. And then we shift to a very green, cool world. Yeah. So she, to, she, to she, yeah. Deal with this, I guess. I guess. Yeah, has fled to the English countryside. Which I don't know if you've ever seen. <laughs> Come on, man. I guess folk horror. Folk horror does not exist in folk horror yeah, movies, right, right? Because if folk horror existed in folk horror movies, nobody would flee no. to the English countryside. Don't go to the English countryside when you're grieving. Yes. Come also, on. this is folk horror, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes, and I think. Uh, Oh, God, and I looked up this town. I mean, this is a real town. It's a real town? Yes, this is a real village called, I think, Coston, the village of Coston. Um, there's a church in that town that we will talk about that parts of have existed since the 1200s. That's crazy. Yeah. Coston is also the name of the town in my favorite show called Midsummer Murders. There you, I, but it's like, it's that town is fictional. Weird. Yeah, so it's, they, and that's where they filmed and... Um, yeah, that church that she goes to is it is at least partially real. Uh, I mean, there's a real church in that town oh, yeah. that has existed for centuries. Um, he clearly no. added some things yeah. to it. You, on my trip to England, Michael, a mm-hmm. few months yeah, ago, so, yeah. we visited a church that was like 
over 800 years old. Suck it, Protestants. Uh, it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know you stole those churches and used them as yeah. your own, but. <laughs> yeah. Catholic church that has been in that town for like 800 years or so. And you have seen, like you can see in the architecture how it has moved through time. Right. It's incredible. I'm it's just the uh, Protestant hate that I throw out of this yeah, show yeah. is hilarious to me. It's hilarious to me as well. Um, but right. So you got this like. There, so there is history yes. in the country. Yeah. And like, man, I'm telling you, I that that when she gets there, mm-hmm. and you already brought this up, but like one of the first things she okay, so she meets the homeowner. Yeah. Reggie. Um, yeah. I mean and played by Rory Kinnear. Yes, and I guess at this point, if you haven't seen the trailer or anything, you don't realize like Rory Kinnear is gonna play everybody. Right. Um and and look, yeah, it's like you said, she already has to deal with like weird shit the first thing she does though before she even meets him is she walks into it's an because it's like it's not palatial but it's like a country estate it's like mm-hmm. a country home and with she, some land yeah. around it and yeah she walks into the 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 garden because they they don't have yards over right there. they, they have, have gardens. gardens so she walks into the garden and in the middle of the oh, garden right. yeah, 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 yeah. is an apple tree of course yes and she stops at the apple tree and she picks an apple and she eats it. She right. bites it. Yes. Uh, and then she goes and she knocks on the door. Yeah. And so she meets him in his first form. <laughs> Gregory. Gregory. Uh, Gregory or Reggie? Gregory. Yeah. I think it's Gregory. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he plays so many people. I, um, he's, and look, this is, I mean, I think is what you said about what you sort of thought the film or part of the film is about is, is, is what women deal with on a regular basis because he All is, men are the same. He is ostensibly a nice man. Yeah. But she still has to deal with, um, what they call the microaggressions. Sure. Where's your husband? Mm-hmm. Which, the assumption that the assumption that she's married, married you know, um, um, like way too personal questions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he makes, he, he makes assumptions about her that because she's a woman. Yeah. Yeah, and and again, he's set up as like he is. I mean, you would. He's not doesn't come off as an evil man. No, this he's is just, just regular, like a regular cis white, yeah, older man. British dude that you that that is there. Um, he like gives her a tour, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, and then it's like God. Even that house is like these beams are from the fifteen hundred. Yeah. And I'm going like, like and her friend Riley, like her friend Riley, yeah. when she talks to her on the phone, her friend is even like, "Why are you staying in a giant house? Yeah, by yourself, by yourself." And um, she's like, "Well, it's gonna be great." And yeah, so and like so, yes, yeah, she has this friend. That's her connection to the outside mm-hmm. world, right? It's also how we learn very quickly, and and you have to do it where the phone won't work in the house. Right. Um, and I know it's cliche, but like you have to, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to find a way to set that up. Yeah. Because and, nowadays it just, none of that would make sense. Yeah. And so he does very clearly set up like when she's in this and the, and the British do, he says like, yeah, the Wi-Fi is not great out here. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be a specific area of the home where her phone always cuts out. Yeah. I mean, the, the, we're not saying that this guy's a terrible filmmaker. I mean, no. he, he's great. This he's, is all set up. It's all set up, and he he's, he puts rules into place. Yeah, he does all the things. He does all the things. It's just that at some point, the rules kind of go out the window, window, but not in the same way. I'm going to say this. Not in the same way as, say, Aronofsky's mother, <laughs> or right. in the same way as... Um, uh, Mandy, right? Right. Where I don't know something, something about Darren, the way Darren 
Aronofsky's mother goes off the rails makes perfect sense. Yes. And, and it's here, almost like the point of mother is to go off the, the rails. rails. Right. And, and, and in this one, I, I, I was just confused. No. I just kept getting more confused. And the thing that I thought that I found, I don't want to say upsetting, that sounds dramatic, but like before that happens, so she goes, you brought up this scene. She meets him, the, mm-hmm. the man who owns the home. He leaves, right? Mm-hmm. You can tell she's like, come on, man, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I came here to be alone. Right. She goes on a walk, and then seriously, one of the most frightening scenes I have seen in a, in a long, long time. time. In a long time. Um, when she goes to the tunnel, and like you said, she calls out and sort of essentially is calling. You know, him. yeah, basically, I mean, it's like, and this is, this isn't, I mean, if you are a fan of folk horror, if you are a fan of, you know, shit, The Shining, it doesn't matter, scary movies. Like, anytime a person goes to a place and it's not their element and they start creating a ruckus, you're like, you're just asking for it. Sure. Like, you are asking the spirits to come down. <sighs> Yeah. And so this is basically that scene where she's like, here I am. But it's terrifying. Like it the is way it's shot is terrifying. terrifying. And then when she's walking home mm-hmm. and she and, and again, she doesn't quite know where she is, right? She's sort of roaming the also don't roam the countryside. Don't roam the countryside. Not just in England. Anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> if you've never been there, don't, don't roam it. Don't yeah. roam it. Uh when she walks past the sort of abandoned house mm-hmm. and you just catch a glimpse of a fully naked man <laughs> almost in like the corner of the screen. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. And so she walks past the house. She walks past the abandoned house and into an open field. And she's like, oh, finally, like I'm not surrounded by forest. Yeah. I can see everything, whatever, <sighs> whatever. And then she turns around to take a picture of the abandoned yes. house. And she takes the picture and puts the phone down. And there he is. Yeah. Just standing, staring at her. And that's fucking scary as shit. It's fucking scary as shit. <laughs> and then when she gets home and she calls her friend mm-hmm. <clears throat> or FaceTimes or whatever, yeah. that dude appears just walking past the window. Right. Because the friend is like, give me a tour. Give me a FaceTime yes. tour of the house. And I thought like the combination of the tunnel scene followed by that house scene mm-hmm. truly is some of the scariest stuff. Like Aspen was freaking out. Right. In the best way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was no, me like too. so fired up like for the first, I think it's like 30 or 40 minutes of this movie because it's like legitimately frightening. I mean, you said last week when we were talking about She Will, when you brought up men, you said there was like one scene or, or whatever that, that that you were afraid to go into your kitchen. Yeah. That's rare, y'all. Yeah. Like, especially, I mean, I, it's rare, I think, for most adults, and it's truly rare for, for us. Because, <laughs> I mean, honest, just because we watch this shit all the time. Right. No, there were moments where I was like, I don't want to walk into the rest of my house. Yes. And, like, one of the most fascinating things for and me. And my house is not nearly as big as the house right. in that movie. You don't even have a country manor, Right. Christy. I don't have an apple tree in the front <laughs> garden. And like, it was also, I thought, fascinating because I was watching it, you know, with my wife and who was scared because of horror reasons, but was horrified as a woman Mm -hmm. in a way that I could intellectually understand, but emotionally never have to experience. Right. And like, I'll even say that like the... You know, because she calls the cops and the cops come come and get the dude, right? They're they're evil everywhere. Um, And... Then she walks into the into the pub and Yeah, there's a little pub in town, right? Yeah. She walks into the pub and 
all of the people at the pub are played by Rory Kinnear, yeah. like dressed up differently. And he's, I mean, y'all, if if that's going to happen, I mean, you want Rory Kinnear he's, to do it because he's one of the best actors ever in the world. Yeah, I mean, and that, and that was like an added Yeah, and he thing. plays he's, the bartender, he plays the cop, he, Gregory is there, yeah. he plays these two other punk guys who are just there at the pub. Yeah. And on, on what you're talking about, like on the level of a, a, a female... Right, that scene walking into a place and you are the only woman, yeah. surrounded by men. The, 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 the men are the same. Like that idea is there, and it is terrifying. Yeah, it's because it's essentially all strangers, and and they all look the same. They all look the same. God, he's so good, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like, and all of these, all of these guys are nice. They're not terrible. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, the the naked guy will learn later, but like, sure, the guys in the village, they're. Just guys in the village. Yeah, and if they do shitty things, it's shitty things that all guys, that guys do. do. And she, yeah, and and he's just, he's just so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, there's that's such a hard. It's right. hard enough on stage to do things like that. I think it's way harder on film. Right. The only one is I don't, I don't even know what I mean by the only one, but like he also plays this like twelve, thirteen year old kid. Yeah. Um who's a little prick. Yeah. And I think the CGI yeah. on that kid was purposeful. Yes. Because everything else is so good. Yeah. But the CGI on the kid is purposefully off. Yeah. To just make him a little bit like off-putting. Off-putting. Yeah. Um, it's got to be, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. If not, because it's so different. If not, they drop the ball on right. it. Right. <laughs> and, and they purposely, the little kid even wears that mask, yeah. that creepy girl mask. Mm-hmm. So it's like, to me, the CGI becomes like mm-hmm. a point. Like another mask. Yeah. Because that's so different than than everything else's. I mean, like he's wigged. He's yeah, made yeah. up. He's yeah. Everything else is like obviously flawless. changing his physical you know stuff he's so he's just so good she's fantastic too he just has that's such a rare thing in movies Mm -hmm. you're gonna play nine people or whatever um so she sort of has that run in the bar and then they're like because you know she had called the cops when the naked dude showed up they arrested him and they're like he's sleeping rough (laughs) i love that term Uh, um but then she learns at the pub that they've let him go because they didn't have anything to hold him on she's like he was stalking me and the guy's like you saw him twice. I don't think he saw you once. Right, right. I'm like, what a shitty thing to say. Fucking terrible. And that's the fucking cop. Yeah, and this like dude came to her, her where she's staying. Um, yeah, it's fucking crazy. And so, <clears throat> intercut with this, we also have like flashbacks, like you said, mm-hmm. to the what was going on with the husband. He fucking punched her. He punched her. We, I mean, in the first scene, we see her nose bleeding, but whatever. And then we learn that he punches her. Yeah. And she's and like, get the fuck she's out. Like, get the fuck out, whatever, whatever. Uh, we're going all out of order, guys. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Um, and this is what we learn when she is visiting the church. Yeah. She goes to the church because after she has the encounter in the countryside with a naked dude, she doesn't learn her lesson. And you she, gotta go to a 13th she, century church. She continues to wander around this village uh-huh. that apparently has no other women in it other than one little cop. Yeah. Um, and so she's sitting in the church and this was a cool thing. Uh-huh. I, I, this was one cool thing that I really, really loved about it. That We've got this like ancient church. Yes. Um, and I think it's Catholic. Oh, it, it's got to be. It was. It I was. mean, I'm sure fucking Cromwell took it. And but the yes. baptismal font in the middle of the church has an image of a green man 
on one side and then the image of uh, some kind of like ancient yeah. uh, Anglo-Saxon right, goddess, goddess right, yeah. with her vagina open. Uh-huh. Um, and this is symbology that is still present in the church. Yeah. Um, I just love that sort of thing where it's kind of like you're in a church but this is older yeah. than what you think it is. Yes. And and again, I think it was definitely at some point was a Catholic, obviously was a Catholic church. And then, yeah, like, you know, Cromwell came in and took them all or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, so this is where the movie, this is where I thought he overplayed his hand. I actually thought the priest's response to her uh-huh. was so glaring and so absurd. Right. And that's, I think that's where I got the idea. And so I, that to me is when I said, I just saw an image of a green man. I now have an Anglican priest saying something that even the shittiest priest would never would say. Would never say, not even a Catholic He's priest. He's also played by the same actor. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so now we have evoked the green man in terms of like a lot of green man legend and mythology, especially in the Arthurian legend. The green man's job is to put you through a horrific trial mm-hmm. that you overcome and you find your true self. Oh. And so I said, well, I'm done. Yeah. She's not in any real danger. And then the next time we see the priest, when he attacks her in the house, he references Agamemnon. And so I was like, so she's Clytemnestra. Right. So this is going to end with her facing her dead husband. And then he references Ulysses or Odysseus. And I said, so this is another... <laughs> reference to a trial right that makes you a better person and so from then on i was done i was like yeah. she is in no real danger real danger i don't fear this where i was terrified at the beginning of this movie i was completely devoid of fear yeah. halfway through so for me you know i was watching it and the second the second that the 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 green man or the the naked guy's hand split uh-huh. down the middle <laughs> oh yeah that's where i was done yeah like it was because i was like oh that looks like how her husband died yes yeah yeah, yeah. that's great because they so, show like, that one yeah. image of him so for for me it wasn't uh the intellectual stuff for me it was like oh but it was a visual cue yeah which it was is, i was like okay. i feel like we're just this is just two yeah. different ways I'm of like, saying you're this is not real Right. And and then immediately after that, you know, because immediately after that moment, hi, hi. barking. Um, immediately after that, all of the men in the town at some point start chasing her down. She's trying to escape. She's trying right. to get out of this place. Um, and they all in some way, shape or form come after her and they all have that split right. in their arm. And I was like, oh, none of this is real. Right. Okay. So this is to me is perfect. So like you, this is also probably like a nice explanation of why we work really well together. <laughs> like, so for you, to me, at least listening to you, it sounds like you, he overplayed his hand visually because yeah. you, again, now you're, you are not worried. And for me, he overplayed his hand in dialogue because yeah. I was like, oh, I get up. This is all. Right. So, dude, what, to me, like, there's still a way to do all the things you wanted to do without giving so away, much away the end. So, and that's only we're talking about like a, maybe a little over halfway through. Yeah. This isn't like in the last five minutes the shoe dropped. No, no, because like once, I mean, once that happens, it still goes on and on and on and on and yeah. on. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it could have ended 
right. Like it could have ended when she gets in the car and leaves, but then she oh comes my God. back yes, and, dude. and then wow. it goes, on, it goes and on, on and on. And then not only does it go on and on and on, <laughs> the, the, the ultimate thing that happens is when I finally went, what? This is when it lost. This is, Aspen was on board much longer than I was, but when we reached what I'm pretty sure you're talking about. Oh yeah, we're when talking Aspen, about the same thing. Is when Aspen, like she was like, and I'm done. Yeah. I was like, what is this about? Uh And like visually interesting. Sure. And this is what I mean by, was he like Aronofsky's mother? Like, is this where, is this where that is supposed to be like that? Maybe I'm being unfair. Like maybe I'm, I'm not, I don't know, being fair to this filmmaker, but it just really seemed like I'm trying to do the same thing as his mother. I just, I, and it's just kind of like this, like, annihilation birth annihilation birth annihilation birth type thing that felt like it went on for 20 minutes i was like i don't need to see that anymore no and i'm a mom right (laughs) i mean dude again she went from like being terrified to being like fully on board you know she loves a green man tale Mm -hmm. (laughs) to being annoyed that we had watched this film yeah i was just like i get it yeah, she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she even, I mean, and again, I know this people are like, why are you talking? My wife watches a lot of horror because we just do, but she's not, it's not like, she doesn't think in those terms. She just turns to me, she goes, well, I guess he saw the thing. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the thing does those effects way, way better. Cooler and for more of a reason. Yeah, yeah. like I just didn't, I didn't under, I mean, I, I, I do understand. At While I was watching it, I was like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? Yeah. And then it just kept going, going. and going and going. I, and I was like, I get it. Stop. Stop it with hitting me over the head with a hammer. Yeah. And uh, to me, I was also like, also, you just killed the pace of your film. Right. Like, I thought we reached the climax when she ran over. Right. And and like you said, and left in the car. But Michael, is that the climax? Apparently not. Is that, was that the climax? <laughs> because then after that, we oh get God, another yeah. scene of the her friend yes. finally reaching the her house yeah. right because she calls riley her friend yes. and she's like help blah 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 and riley's like i'm coming yeah well and i mean amidst or post post birth <laughs> postpartum um she he finally it evolves into her dead husband right and so that is the sort of final confrontation right mm-hmm. and i was thinking it was like in terms of the trial right if you're using like the trial narrative i mean that's the final thing she has to face to be free or whatever right but at that point i was so like but then you know like okay this was another question i had for you um he, she gets to that point and uh-huh. it finally he he births himself as her husband. Yes. Let's say that yes. as her dead husband uh-huh. with the split arm and the <sighs> fucking arm. All of the injuries. Splarm. Yeah, the splarm. <laughs> I'm going to call it that from now on. Um, and she says, finally, what do you want from me? Uh-huh. And he says, I want you to love me. Right. And I just kind of thought that was such a lame final line for the whole movie that we just saw. Yeah. Like, like is that what you're saying like that that all of this terrible stuff happens because men don't know how to ask for your love or because 
men need you so much that they hurt you when they love you? Like, are you saying that men don't know how to love? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I get all of that other stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, what is that? Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm worn out. I'm going to be honest. I'm worn out by that movie. I'm worn out. There's like so many things. But then that's not even the end. No. That's not even the end. It could have cut to black and you would have been fine. And I would have been like, okay, I'm confused. Yeah, or we could have done that 20 minutes earlier and I would have been fine. Okay. Then we get another scene (laughs) of Riley. After a post-credit, Christy. After a (laughs) post-credit. Of Riley rushing to go save her, right? Uh-huh. And for some reason, that is not explained ever. Right. Bef- either before or hinted at or anything. Sure. Riley's revealed to be pregnant. Yes. And in this scene, the her, her being pregnant seems to be important. But sure. But we don't know why. And then she rushes through the house and she looks through the window and there is Harper sitting in the backyard holding a leaf. Uh-huh. And she looks up at Riley and smiles. Yeah, and that's and it. And then that's it. And yeah, so I mean, I thought it was like, okay, so Riley is pregnant because ultimately this is about, you know, rebirth and that's like the green man is connected to spring mm-hmm. and, you know, most spring, all spring deities are about, including your Jesus are right. about, <laughs> not your you know your I mean? Jesus. Your Jesus. It's all about sort of rebirth, right? But I was like, yeah, like you said, like we haven't even had a mention of this. I was so done by that point yeah why why is riley the pregnant being important uh, right i, I was, have no idea i w- i just was like so done and then i was like are we implying that like she's gonna raise this baby with riley um i have i i just don't know i don't know there was one image in the movie that was really scary but i don't even know why it happened i mean i guess i do but it seemed unrelated and it was when the naked man is kind of lying not lying he's sitting in like a little hovel oh or yeah 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 and he cuts his own forehead uh-huh. with his fingernail and sticks a leaf in it yeah i was like Ugh. yeah that, like, that was that, a cool scene that was a cool scene uh, meh. yeah i think i mean that's what i think was so disappointing i think and even like by the time like i said it finished aspen was sort of mad that we watched it because there was such real promise yeah yeah like it, it, it and it is visually stunning. Yeah, and it's, it's legitimately scary. Yeah, and like the first half of the movie <clears throat> is beautifully paced. Yeah, it's and then, it's set up to be a damn near perfect movie, uh-huh. and you have really good actors. Uh huh. And even you know, even if the the even if it had been simply about like toxic masculinity uh-huh, and the sure. patriarchy and the fact that you know all men are the same you know i don't believe that but if, even if if the movie had been about that it was set up to do that really well yes and, and then it goes off the and rails and to have her in like real danger mm-hmm. like to me that was the most terrifying thing beyond like even if before we get to the green man and all of that shit no one will listen to her because mm-hmm. she's a woman right and and a stranger right and I thought it was also a brilliant, even like a little hint of brilliance is that she's Irish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the British in countryside. In the British countryside. And no one ever comments on it or anything, but it's like even in the right. British countryside, she is alien, right? Mm-hmm. And then she's like the only lady in town. Like you said, right. like, oh. I'm like, to me, that's horrifying. Something is out there. Mm-hmm. No one will listen to you. Yeah. Because of the thing you are. That's fucking scary. And I also, you know, if... If at some point, I don't know, I'm, I always start to reference like other folk horror movies like 
The Wicker Man, or one of my favorite recent ones, Wakewood. I love Wakewood. Um, if 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 they had made a point at some point, right, for her to start noticing, hey, everybody kind of looks, yes, everyone kind of looks the same, yeah, and that would have been a different movie, I guess. Sure. Um, but at some point, it is sort of absurd, right? Right. And I mean, you know, I I don't know. It could have been. I don't know. I just wanted. I just, I wanted a different movie. At the, I want. Yeah. At the end of the day, I wanted a different movie. Or even if it was this movie, I wanted it to stay really scary, and I just stopped being scared, and that was right. disappointing. Um, cause like, man, that tunnel scene. Terrifying. That's worth the price of admission. Right. Um, that was worth five ninety nine. Total. I mean, truly though, like that was so mm-hmm. that followed by the house. Mm-hmm. That's the most scared in a movie at a movie I've been in. I can't even remember how Right. Long. And Rory Kinnear, like he's a tall man. And uh, the scene where she's inside the house and he's wandering outside the house naked. Dude. It's really scary. It's and then scary. he puts his hand in the mail slot. Oh and- man. And they use it so well because she's giving that tour and it's like, and he, like every time time she turns she just misses him and it's like he doesn't even have to be a supernatural being that's that's what i'm saying that's just terrifying i actually think it's way scarier if he's not a supernatural like that to me is the i didn't want a supernatural film i guess and if i did it's like i'm not again i mean i don't know usually the green man ends up helping you even Mm -hmm. if it's through pain Right. The green man ends up helping you because the green man is about, you know, rebirth, right? Right. And you have to be devoured to be reborn or whatever. Okay, cool. I don't know. Um, Yeah. I uh, At the very least, hey, I was legitimately scared for several minutes minutes for several seconds for several seconds i mean for the for for a good portion of this yeah i I think like the first 30 minutes are totally really scary and then the rest you kind of go like what's happening yeah yeah and then you go ah yep and then there's that visually freaking out spectacle (sighs) seemed like it was 20 minutes long and it took too long yeah it took too long. I was like, oh, okay. How are they going to find another way to do this? Right. In the middle of what was building and now we've just yeah. shut down. Yeah. So weird. So that's men. Uh, it's Alex Garland. He's doing weird shit. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, hey, he's doing weird shit. At least he's, I guess. At yeah. Least at least he's, he's trying something. Yeah. I mean, I, it got me thinking. I had, I, yeah. I thought about it more than I thought about she will. She will. Yeah. And I mean. And maybe it's because I was confused, but. And Yeah. And maybe it's, again, like it did. It raised the questions. Even we're still like, I don't know ultimately what he's saying. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, it is. Yeah, it came out this year. It's out there. Again, and, and uh, I mean, three very talented actors. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, we have one question that came in for the mailbag. Right. Uh, from Mariam. Mariam asks, uh, is there uh, a horror book or short story that you would like to see made into a horror film? I have two. Go for it. Um, so the first one is, I, I guess you would classify it as a horror thriller or thriller horror because it's more thriller. Mm-hmm. But I can see this being like a, a horror movie, like in the, uh, well, I'll just say it. It's a, it's a book called The Envy of the Stranger. Ooh, nice. And, I don't know um, this. By Carolyn Graham. And she's a mystery writer. Nice. Um, and she wrote, she has a, a series of books with like, you know, the same detective for a long time. And then she let that detective go. And now she just writes like one offers, right? Cool. And it's, um, it's just really interesting. It's about this woman who has a seemingly perfect life. And she is the host of a radio chat show. I love that. Um, and uh, 
it's an obsessed fan. He oh nice. He's an obsessed fan who wheedles his way into her and it's it, like I, I couldn't put the book down it was truly truly terrifying awesome um you know and like the descriptions of his life and his apartment and like the things that he does it it really was like uh, uh, to me a combo of like talented mr ripley and seven like that's cool yeah it was and what's really it called scary. again it's called uh the envy of the stranger excellent that by sounds Carolyn awesome Graham. and then there's another book that i haven't finished reading okay because i never have time to read and i'm reading three books at the same time right now when i can and it is a book by brian Ashman called man fuck this house that's a God damn it, that's a good God damn it, that's a good title. It's a great title. And um I bought it. I'm just, angry I didn't come I know, up with that title. I know, I know, I know you would be. I knew you <laughs> would be. But I bought it because of the title and I was like, Oh, that's clever. Uh and it's a family, you know. Go to, go to the country. Family. They bought they are moving to another town and Don't do it's, it. it's it's a it's a, a, a married couple and it's I feel like it would be like horror comedy. Sure. I mean, I think that title but, yeah. is just like the and, perfect um, horror comedy title. It's a, a, a son and a daughter and the parents, they're just idiots. Like they kind of don't know what the hell is going on. Excellent. And the kids are really, really, really smart. And it centers around the little boy who's like 13 years old and he pretends he pretends to be like this kind of like really emo, dark little <laughs> kid who's into like death and the devil and all that. But he just does that to freak his mom out so she doesn't bother him. That's perfect. But actually, he loves football and he, <laughs> like, you know, he's like a totally like average kid, kid, totally average American kid. He just does not want to deal with his mom. Sure. So he pretends, but then he starts seeing shit. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and the thing is, is that his mom also has kind of like a little gift. bit of the shine. Love it. But she has denied it her whole life. And the husband is just a goofball. Like he doesn't know anything. He bought this house sight unseen. Perfect. Without telling the family because it was a mansion and it was so cheap. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, they move into this house and, 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 uh, the the mothers the the mother and the son are the first ones. The son starts getting like weird texts on his phone. From, That's from, cool. Like nobody, uh, and the mother starts seeing things in the house, um, and it's funny. Um, and and when it's not funny, it's really, really scary. scary. That's perfect. So and it's called "Man Fuck This House." Best title ever by I'm Brian. So Asman. jealous. I would love to see it. Done turned a into a movie or a show that's cool yeah. i have one which is probably going to go against a lot of things i have said in the past uh mine is called already dead and it's by a guy named charlie houston and it's part of a series of i guess what you would call vampire almost like vampire noir uh-huh but it is and like i know like usually i'm like i'm so done with vampires the noir part of it is so <laughs> fucking good. Yeah. It's like Raymond Chandler level. Oh, cool. Good. But they're but, vampires. But vampires. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's the important thing, though, is that, yeah. you know, a lot of times something gets popular and they're like, we're really, we're, we're really going to focus on the vampire part or the Frankenstein part or like right. the zombie part instead of going, no, no, these other elements are what's more important. They just happen to also be. A vampire. Yeah, totally. Because like he's like an investig, like he's a fucking pri, pi. <laughs> like it has, it's so good and it's really well written. I've only read this one. Um, my friend, uh, 
Aaron gave it to me. Um, it's part of a series. So I, again, like you said, it's hard. Like, I wish I had more time to read. Yeah. Um, but I do want to read the other ones. It's just, yeah. So it, this one's called already dead. Um, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's like this and it's not even, it mimics the style, but it like, it is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just doing a bit like he's really right. good at writing in that style. And when it's violent, it's fucking violent as hell. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank cool. you, Mariam Beg, for thank the you, uh, for the questions. The other book that I'm reading that you know would be a horror story uh-huh. is I'm reading Billy Idol's memoir. Oh, excellent! Dancing with myself, and there are parts of it where you're like, ah. like "This is a horror movie." I just started Lucy Worsley's Worsley Worsley's, who I love. I love Lucy Worsley, uh, British uh, historian. She wrote a book on Agatha Christie, so I just started. I cannot that. wait yeah. to read that. I will. Book. Um, also, I love Lucy Worsley's little speech impediment. Oh my- it is. It's so charming. It has, I have a crush on it. Yeah, I know. I know. Because that is like a, that's actually a, a like a dialect thing. Like there are lots of people who have that little impediment, speech impediment, or not, it's not an impediment. It's like a dialect. It's just like a thing. Yeah. It and is, I've heard it on shows way more over there than, yeah, yeah. than here. Mm-hmm. It, it really works for her. Yeah. Also, she's real smart. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's really, really smart. And when she gets dressed up as like oh, those Elizabethan people. And you know, she's like, just loves being in the costume. I know it. She's the best. She's if, the best. If I you don't her. know her, she has a bunch of shows. Yeah. She has a bunch of shows on the BBC. You can find them on Acorn and BritBox and yeah. whatever. It's Lucy Worsley's. And she is basically like the national historian of Great Britain. Like yeah, she, man. For the government. Like she is the historian. Yeah. So she knows a lot about a lot, a lot of, of things. things. And then has like, but has like pop culture cred. Right. She's really charming. Yeah. Um, um, cool. Yeah. All right. So we're going to figure out, there's so many movies we still got to watch, man. I wanted man. to do like, I was going to suggest for Hispanic Heritage oh, Month yeah, yeah, yeah. that we watch uh, The Eyes of Julia, Let's Los Ojos de Julia, and it's uh, stars Belen, I think her last name is Belen, I can't remember, but it's the same woman that stars in The Orphanage. Oh damn! Yeah, and it's uh, it's a it's a twin sister story. Perfect. So we're gonna watch Los Ojos de Julia, The Eyes of Julia. If you want to get ahead, and we'll and do that watch next. That too. And yeah. then, I mean, look, y'all, it's time to keep it spooky. It's it's here mm-hmm. almost. I know people, a lot of people, Christy, I know we're running out of time. They keep it spooky when October comes. You're already watching a horror movie. I'm already watching horror movies. I've been watching horror movies every morning since September started. So it's time. I started rewatching like weird, shitty ghost shows on like the travel channel, like a haunting. Yeah. It's time, y'all. I start watching uh, Salem on Hulu like around this yeah. time of year, and I'm I'm watching it. I watch it as I as I get ready in the morning. So I just I can't wait, and I've got my spooky ghosts yeah. up. Fall is and here. It's as time. soon as we get a chance, we're gonna go see Pearl. Yes, because Martin Scorsese loved it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Martin Scorsese loved it. That dude hates everything. And at he this hates point. everything. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna try and find a way to 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 go watch that. Yeah. All right, y'all. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time.